0: Welcome.
1: It's the Skiddy on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man.
2: Come after me. I'm a man. I'm
1: forty. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Wednesday morning out there, western Oklahoma. Welcome to The Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Get into all kinds of stuff. Uh, of course, it's Wednesday. That means uh, hopefully Coach Zach Maynard to be stopping by uh, for his pregame interview. And then also... Uh, in here with us uh, to have a little bit of fun talking about last week's week one playoff win over Newcastle. Look ahead to Friday night's battle against the Hilldale Hornets in the quarterfinals, so uh, we'll talk to him. College football rank uh, playoff rankings were released last night. We'll go over that, where everybody falls. I've written down some scenarios that I want to uh, pick Jared's brain about who he thinks would be uh, the teams in the playoff. I've also, what would the bracket look like? if the magical 12-team playoff were in effect this year, at least after last night's ranking. So we can talk about that. Uh, High school hoops last night. Jared was on hand over at Canute for a couple. Uh, Some impressive performances last night uh, around the area that we can get into. I I was wondering about rankings, so I looked it up, and I I can tell you when the first poll's released. And also, I don't know if this has always been the case, but some interesting things I saw in that rankings uh, to maybe – Level the rankings playing field out a little bit that I can tell you about as well. And maybe this has always happened and you know this, but maybe not. So uh, I I thought it was interesting that it was noted how this thing was going to work. And like I said, maybe it's always been that way, but uh, I thought it was interesting. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That's 225-9698. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime in. At 225-9698, we'll have to take a look at the Western Oklahoma Realty College Pick'em standings as well today uh, as we look forward to one of the last, what, three weeks of picks in that Western Oklahoma Realty College Pick'em. It's bunched at the top.
0: I didn't do half bad last week.
1: Uh, you know what? It seems like about every, there were very few that were below five hundred at least on that first page, it feels like everybody was kind of in tune to what was going to happen last. I mean, I, I was seven out of ten, and moved nowhere. Just p- kind of hung in there.
0: I picked um, who played Oregon, Washington. Yeah, I picked them. I'm the same way. Um, what else? did I, pick? I, I had two to half I'm point losses. I, I
1: know I had one half point loss, maybe two, because I had uh, uh, I was in Indiana and Ohio State. Indiana was a humongous underdog, forty one and a half, and they lost by forty two. You know that's just like let's see. I got Tennessee.
0: Let me see what I missed. Let's just that'd be easier. Missed Texas. I mean, I stuck with them. I I thought TCU would lose that one, and I flip a coin on this one. Coastal Carolina and Southern Miss. Uh, I picked. uh, I guess I picked Southern. I picked. I picked picked Coastal Carolina, but they didn't cover.
1: Yeah, their quarterback was hurt. I saw that on like Friday and switched it.
0: Those only two I missed.
1: Carson McCall.
0: I got them all right. You were 8-2. There's some that were like, okay, Utah is like, ah, well, will they cover? They covered. Another 22-and-a-half. They covered. Picked Washington, but I felt like Oregon would win. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But Washington won straight up. Georgia and Mississippi State worried me. That one started off.
1: It was kind of back and forth. Yeah, and it would, they, they, they would be covering, then they wouldn't. Then they'd be covering, then they wouldn't. Yeah. Ohio State was the Lunaville, crusher. Louisville,
0: Clemson, I almost went the other way but I didn't. I, stuck picked with Clemson. I
1: picked Louisville. That was my third loss. I
0: did pick Ole Miss, and of course, yep. that was a close win for Alabama. I did.
1: Eight and two fairly, is good.
0: Fairly good. This week, I'll go two and eight. <laughs> That's how it's been for me this year.
1: Yeah, some some weeks you almost would just rather not pick.
0: Yeah. I think Anyhow. the week before, I I think I missed out. I can't remember. I can look.
1: So, we'll look at those standings uh, as well. I did going to be outside the listening area, and there there are a couple ways to stay in touch with the show live. KADSAM.com is one of those. Downloading the Paragon app is the other. That app's got it all. The three radio stations here in Elk City, it's got the Penny News. Brand new edition of that Penny News hit the website last night at midnight, thepennynews.com. You can go online, check out the deals, or uh, the print edition of the Penny News. And I'm going to tell you, breaking Penny News. It's going to be out a little – there's going to be places this afternoon into this evening where you'll get it. You know why?
0: Hmm. Why?
1: The Big Boss has already headed east. Already this morning.
0: He must have plans tonight He has headed
1: to the east. So, uh, that Penny News will start filtering out there tonight. By tomorrow, you can go pick up a free copy of the print edition of the Penny News at your favorite local newsstands. Of course, Big Elk TV, Paragon TV, both back in action uh, on Friday – High School Hoops on Paragon TV. And then, of course, the second round of the playoffs, the Big Elks hosting Hildell on Big Elk TV. Hollis making the trip up to ceiling in Class B. That'll be on Paragon TV. Uh, ticket policy here at Elk City, exactly the same as it was last week. You can go online to GoFan on that uh, OSSAA website. Just click that. Get your tickets online that way for 7 bucks. I think there was, what, a thirty-five handling fee. So eight thirty-five versus $10 at the gate. Uh, you can you can buy a, walk up and buy a ticket on Friday night, but it's going to cost you uh, an extra couple of dollars. So that's exactly the same as it was last week uh, for the Newcastle game. Same ticket policy is in place this week as well. Uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, this, the podcast. If you missed the show entirely, you go back and check us out on KADSAM.com, or you can do that on iTunes. If you go the iTunes route, you might as well subscribe because then you're alerted each and every day when a new co- uh, podcast drops. Hello, Jared. How are you this morning? Very well. How are you? Very good. Um, it was a nice, enjoyable evening last night. Some high school hoops on the docket. Uh, you were over at Canute for the uh, Trojanettes and the Lady Bulldogs of Sweetwater. Obviously, the boys game to follow that. What did you see out of Canute last night uh, in a couple of dominant wins?
0: Much of the same. It, you can't really get a lot. I understand, you know, Sweetwater is Sweetwater. Although, they came in with a 2-2 two and two record. They they're playing I would say better ball by their standards and and that's a start for Dane Thrash and and I think they're on their way but uh, Canoe's just the better team had had a deeper bench uh, Sweetwater essentially only playing with six and you could tell Riddling was was shuffling men like about every 2 or 3 minutes it felt like uh inserting one player for another for another just keeping the fresh legs out there but you know the best players the better players as you expect played good uh, Kylie Smith with twelve, Jade Gray with eleven, uh, Destiny Jackson had ten, Emily Cantwell had a couple three pointers. And as a team, though, I think that's what I'm kind of keying in on is as a team, uh, Canute has been shooting the ball uh, lights out, especially from outside, uh, and it continued last night. And that's kind of an inside-outside game. You want to see that balance, and it's there. And oddly enough, they're using more of Kylie Smith as a as an inside presence because she's so quick. Uh, but everybody who touches that ball has the ability to shoot it from outside. It's it's a balanced offensive attack that's very promising early. They're four zero. Big test though on Friday. Hydro Weekly coming to town, and we'll really get a feeling of uh, how good this canoe team can be. But I was thinking about it last night. You know, kind of, you know, you get home. You know how it goes. You kind of just kind of come down. You know, off the off the high of calling a game and all that stuff. And uh, I was thinking, well, I think are they arguably top eight. Is it too early to call that or is it too early to make that claim? I don't know. there's still some some tough tests between now and say Christmas break and we're about to find out. but right now they're looking like a i would say top ten, maybe a top eight team maybe higher they're it's offensively balanced is really good and defensively aggressive and it's just uh like a coach riddling team like you'd expect so it's it's um it was pretty good again they won easily sixty one to thirty on the other side canoe boys. I got the easy win, sixty-eight to forty-one. Same scenario, everybody got to play basically, just rotating them in. And um, uh, Kyron Winery was steady with thirteen points. Uh, Jackson Beck uh, had sixteen points, which is you know right about his average. He when he gets it going, he's hard to stop. And um, also uh, Jake Nutson, he's a freshman. Uh, he has that ability too to be really, really good, a uh, really sharp shooter. He had thirteen, and like I said, everybody got in, so it was a uh, a broadcaster's nightmare to make sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a a number twelve went in that was not on my roster, and I'm screaming, "Who's twelve? Hoping Who's you can 12? figure out who it is. <laughs> I didn't want to leave anybody out, and everybody got and he he actually scored too. And I so, um, it was a good night for canoe because they had lost their previous two, so they needed to get back in that win column, and they did. They even up their schedule at two and two. But like I said, hydro coming to town. It's a rematch of the quarterfinals of the state tournament last year between hydro weekly and. The Canute boys, and I think it's a completely different hydro team, but let's face it, this is a completely different Canute team too. Only one returning uh, senior, and um, a lot of production was gone from last year. But they, you know, Kyron Wintry back, Jackson Beck back, um, so and then a lot of young guys getting in there too. Um, and I said it last night: once these guys, are young guys, when um, it all when they all clicks on the same page. You know, get acclimated to that fast varsity level, and, and it's it's going to work. You know, I just still think we're seeing some growing pains there uh, for Coach Steffis but he has a plan, and it's a process, and I think it's it's going to it's going to be okay. So, uh, again, got a big win for uh, I say big win because it's it's um, what they needed after losing two in a row. So that's how Knute did. Knute
1: swept Sweetwater. Um, man, I thought a couple of maybe not surprising who won. But by the margins, and we'll start – I know the polls aren't released. Let's get to that right quick. So the first poll will be released the 29th of November, which is the week after okay, uh, after Thanksgiving.
0: Someone was asking me about that last night. I couldn't.
1: This this is the interesting part that I saw, though. And I don't know if this has always been the same or if this maybe is something that has been talked about because what's the one thing you hear when we get into January? You start hearing the, oh, the coach is voting and, and how that's used to determine brackets. There's some – some people think shenanigans going on and quite frankly they're probably right. Politicking yeah, exactly yeah. east versus west and all that kind of stuff. So I noticed where it where it showed the schedule of the polls in class A and class B it says you know the all through this all through the season here's when they start da da da. And then at the bottom so each week when the polls open and then close however many votes that are that are cast the th- for for the teams, the, your your team, the three highest and the five lowest are kicked out.
0: Now say that again. The three highest.
1: The th- so your whatever your team is, uh-huh. your three highest rankings in all the ballots that are submitted okay. are kicked out. The five lowest are kicked out, and then whatever else is left is how you determine the rankings. So to me, that keeps. A little bit of the shenanigans at bay because of somebody. You know how many times do we see like, oh my gosh, you're not even getting voted. You know, right. so it, you know if if you know, five of those polls don't have a team that should be in the top ten, not even in there, it doesn't matter because those are wiped out anyway. So I think it's an interesting way to try to get a true average. Yeah. with with some of the outliers being knocked out. So that's A and B. It's three highest, five lowest. Two A through four A is the two highest and the three lowest. Are kicked out. So that, I don't know if that's always been the case or if maybe that's a a change. I'll have to go back and look at an old, you know, schedule uh, like this, but I did notice that on this one. So that's the way that that will be. And those first polls in A and B are released uh, two weeks from yesterday. So 11 29. So I guess probably that Wednesday we'll know exactly kind of what that is. Um, Last night, a game that I would assume is two top 10 teams in their class. Uh, maybe even top five teams in their class. The Hammond Lady Warriors at home got off to a blistering starting against Arapahoe Butler, and the Lady Indians could not uh, ever catch up. And Hammond outscored them 25-10 in the first quarter and cruised to a 54-31 win. Uh, that's a that's a heck of a performance by uh, Coach Beer's squad uh, there at home last night. That's a team that everybody expects to be state tournament-worthy, maybe state title-worthy, uh, and they they're certainly starting out that way. Score up in Leedy that was a little surprising uh, with the yep. la- with the Lady Bison knocking off uh, Sentinel of fifty-seven to forty-eight, and then also that boys game. Maybe not that Leedy won, but the margin by which they won fifty-nine to forty-four over Sentinel. So a good night up in Leedy for for both of those teams.
0: I'll never say that Leedy winning is surprising. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But the the Sentinel looked really good on Friday. They got uh, some athletes. Of course, uh, I've seen Leedy in person. What, what, unable to see Sentinel other than on tape, but. That that margin of victory. I th- I figured that'd be a little closer, but again, I'm never going to be surprised with Lady getting W's. Well coached teams.
1: Yeah, no doubt about that. So uh, that's kind of the rundown of what happened on the high school hoops hardwood last night. We got games coming up Friday uh, as well, so it's getting started. Heck, it's already what four or five games in uh, for the small schools, and it, it seems like they're always they're about the time of what, what's five county second week of December
0: uh yes
1: seems like they're all about double digits games outside of merit a lot of times uh, everybody else has got about 10 games under their belt
0: yeah second week december 8th 9th and 10th just a three-day tournament this year
1: so not the entire week-long affair that it normally is and
0: i'm told this is it for the five-county tournament oh really wow i'm trying to get i mean I, i was told wow i'm told uh and i won't say teams but i'm told one team is leaving the conference the tournament is oh so that's gonna break the it down it's yeah. done but i'm also told there's already another tournament that will keep the remaining teams if they want to, to play and if they're invited um and then maybe bring down some teams like a hooker or a forgan or somebody like that huh man I'm trying to confirm all this we have contacts so we'll reach out but from what I heard, and I don't, this is alleged, I've heard that the this is it for the five-county tournament. This will be the last year. It will be at Swan All that Song. history. I know. Broke my heart a little bit. All that I'm history. I'm sitting in the Canute Gym looking at five-county banners, and, and you know that means something. You go to all these gyms and you see that. They hang banners for this tournament.
1: Right. And it's always so, a fantastic oh, kind man. of. The
0: it, Saturday of that tournament uh, is yeah. awesome. Yeah, it is. Because awesome.
1: you, you end up in, in the in this participation ribbon world we live in, my favorite part of the five-county tournament when it was a whole week long was you had to win to be able to play on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You didn't just get a toilet bowl seventh and eighth place game like you right. do in all these other tournaments. Right. You actually had to win to be able to compete for the consolation and, trophy. And
0: what we've always said about that those games on Saturday.
1: They're close because it's the, the matchups are where they need to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? The fifth, the, the consolation; those teams are really closely matched. Yeah. Third place, champion. A lot, unless somebody's just so good.
0: But those those championship games, we would sit there and go, "Okay, this feels like a little big house preview." Yeah, no, no doubt. You know, no doubt. When you would have a Hammond girls taking on the Leedy girls, or Canute girls taking on one of those two, or or yeah, or Cheyenne, or Rappahoe, or Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. yes, no doubt, and 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 very well, those teams. It gave you a good idea, okay, they won the five-county. They're probably good enough to, to make a run at state or, or an appearance at state. Yeah, I think
1: how many Same times. Same thing on the boys' on side, the boys, too. Yeah, I mean, how many times did we have we come out of that over the past five years going, okay, what are there, three or four contenders in both the boys' and the girls' tournament right. for a state tournament berth? Right. And there's been multiple times well, that's proven. where multiple yeah. teams have, have been able to do that. I Man, yeah. that's – it's kind of sad in a lot, in a lot of ways right. uh, that that would be going away. But
0: it's kind of pushing the big guy the big guy to okay, last one. So should we be maybe a full-on paragon <laughs> coverage of the tournament?
1: It's a Arapaho this year, isn't it? Yeah. Perfect place for that. It is a good broadcast place. Yes. Both sides. Mm-hmm. Plenty of room.
2: Yep.
0: Anyways, yeah, we're just getting started in in We got football to talk about. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Coach
1: Maynard coming up here after a while when he uh when he makes his way up here. Speaking of football, college football playoff rankings released last night. I've got a multitude of scenarios to go over with Jared next. Zach Maynard coming up we'll here in a little bit to talk about Big Elk football. Let's at the college ranks for right now. All right, so last night, college football rankings released for the playoff. I don't think there was any real suspense as far as who were going to be the top four. And it stayed the same, same order as last week. Uh, with Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and uh, TCU. The interesting stuff starts at 5. And uh, last night, the two SEC teams were in those last two out, with Tennessee and LSU at 5 and 6. USC jumped to 7, uh, courtesy of the Oregon loss, Old Miss, and all that. Bama's 8, Clemson 9. I, I, I think that's probably where it stops. Maybe, if things go crazy, Utah at 10 even though they have two losses if if things disintegrate a, ahead of them maybe that puts them in the running uh, to some extent with being able to, to knock off USC a second time and, and earn a Pac-12 title i think they would need a lot of help but uh, maybe not out of completely out of the realm of possibility are you surprised with the with the order from 5 through say 10 uh, that the college football playoff committee came out with
0: uh if i'm if it's a stretch if i'm looking for surprise or intrigue maybe a two loss lsu above the one loss usc maybe that the rest i'm okay with i think it shakes out it's honestly the college football playoff committee at up to this point has had it kind of easy because it's all been kind of all those questions have been kind of answering themselves on the field when it's team versus team okay this team beat that team put them above that team you know stuff like that so um but that's really the only i guess question i would have you know usc probably could have a gripe go hey we've we only lost one it was razor thin to a really good utah team lsu's dropped a couple one of them blew out by tennessee you know why aren't we getting considered for the first two out or being above lsu other than that i think it all i think it all uh, makes sense
1: yeah, the problem for USC is they still haven't been anybody that's ranked. Yeah. You know, so what's their best win? I mean, win? that's their
0: argument was their best loss is their only loss to a to a two-loss Utah team. Yeah. But, but Oregon, yeah, but the, you, they got to beat a ranked team.
1: When Oregon State's your best win? Yeah. Maybe. They're, that's the trouble for USC right now. And, by the way.
0: Arizona won last week, didn't
1: they? Yeah, Arizona <laughs> might have helped them or hurt them. But yeah. and, and here's another problem for USC. Not only do you not have very good win – You also haven't really looked dominant doing it most weeks. Well,
0: God, they look like you with USC helmets on. That's what they look like.
1: So, you know, the the Trojans, though, I I think will be in the mix. I'm a
0: little surprised Clemson is is ninth
1: because the ACC is sort of Big 12 light in that there's there's quality throughout the conference, if that makes sense. You know, there's – so – Clemson behind Bama. I mean, I don't know why this is, should should surprise anybody, but I don't think that would stick if things happened. You know, ahead of them, I think I think Clemson would get the nod over Alabama. So that brings us to, I love scenarios, Jared. I love these scenarios. <laughs> yeah. So the start the number one the, the number one scenario I have written down is this: Georgia, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say Ohio State each time here. You can swap them for Michigan, whatever. I'm just putting right, Ohio the St- winner of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just putting Ohio State in these unbeaten's and Michigan as the one loss, just because that's how I read it. Uh, it. That's how I read it. Down, that's how I read it down. I read it down. So that's how I wrote it down. So here, number one, Georgia, Ohio State are the only unbeaten's. Gotcha. So they're the only two that are guaranteed to be there.
0: I'm write that down to follow you. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. Now, the choices are between. Tennessee at one loss, Michigan at that one loss. One loss USC that's the Pac-12 champ. One loss Clemson, that's the Pac-12 champ. One loss TCU, that's the Big 12 champ, meaning they either lose to Baylor or Iowa State but turn around and win the Big 12 conference. Who gets in?
0: Okay, so we got two spots,
1: two spots for
0: five teams one two
1: three four five teams correct
0: three of which are conference champs that's correct one of which has an outstanding resume sorry michigan you're out there okay so tennessee usc clemson tcu for two spots (laughs) wow uh throw give me ah man someone's gonna be mad
1: yeah somebody's gonna be mad
0: (laughs) couple teams three teams or four i would say i will go with tennessee because of the outstanding resume they're the four seed three seed we got to give it to a champ i will go with clemson final answer so georgia one ohio state two clemson three Tennessee four. I
1: don't think that's the order. But they it don't be. want Georgia and Correct.
0: Tennessee playing each other.
1: Yeah, I think they'd flip so you those. Think like, they'd flip Ohio
0: I, State and Georgia. No, you think they'd put Tennessee, Tennessee three? Yep. Clemson four. Okay. I do. I do. All right. That's I, because let me give some reasoning here. Okay, go ahead. Well, I gave you a little bit of reasoning. Michigan didn't win a conference champ, but they Tennessee. But I think Tennessee's resume looks better. Michigan really played nobody for a long time. But when they played somebody, they, they have won. they
1: yet? I don't know who they play yet. Have they? Played they Penn beat State? they beat Penn State.
0: Okay, is that it? That's it. Sorry about your luck, t- Michigan. Tennessee's beating a lot better teams. Um, and then um, the TCU one loss. I think TCU is just they're skating on thin ice. If you lose one, sorry. That there's no margin of error there. Now, if you were OU or Texas, well, let's face it, that's it it means something the brand on the helmet means something so that's why i take them out of there and i say that brand on the helmet a one loss clemson champ helps them usc the perception of the conference is, is not going to help them either that's why i've taken them out
1: i think it'll be i think it'll be uh tennessee and three. a little bit
0: of the perception of the big 12 too doesn't help
1: i think it'll be usc
0: for brand purposes brand
1: uh, pac twelve haven't been there. Just a piss the off. OU USC fans. USC brand. <laughs> I think it'll be. I, I think it'd be hard to unseat the Trojans. The one thing that does hurt them, though, I, I would have no doubt it would be them if Oregon was still where they were. Yeah, but the problem for the Ducks and and also UCLA was that loss. So so now this week they can be in a number sixteen UCLA that'll even tumble further. See that's why that's why. It's such an interesting conversation because do you want to to give teams credit for beating a team when they did or at the end of the season? As far as like rankings? Because, for instance, Kansas State has a win over number five, Oklahoma at the time. Well, there's no way in hell Oklahoma's number five, right? But at the same time, Let's look at let's look at say, you know, Texas or Baylor. The reason they're not ranked anymore is because they were beat by Kansas State who's number 15 or what have you? And then by TCU number 4 to knock Texas out. Well, that's it it kind of sucks for TCU that them winning that game in Austin now doesn't let them have a top 25 win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's kind of it's it's a little bit of chicken in the egg there. Um, And I think there's got to be some nuance to it, to where everyone can understand, yeah, Kansas State shouldn't get credit for beating number 5 Oklahoma when they're nowhere near that. But at the same time, TCU ought to get credit for a, a quality win or a ranked win when you look down there and the horns are like 26th. And the only reason they're 26th is because they lost to TCU. So I think there's some nuance that goes into that, and I think that'll help USC because when you look at the like say the AP people or or the college football playoff poll, there's six teams in the Pac-12 that are ranked
0: hmm.
1: with USC, Utah, Oregon, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon State. So I guess actually now USC does have a ranked win, yeah, after last night. So I, that's where I'd put the be before. I, I agree with you in Tennessee. They're they're. Uh, their resume, when their only loss is on the road to Georgia, number one, they've got wins over six, number six, number eight, a team in Kentucky that's been ranked all year. That's where I think your Tennessee's Tennessee's body of work is going to be too 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 tough for either Clemson or TCU, even though they've got the conference championship, and even though I don't necessarily agree with it, this is how I think it'll go. I'm with you. I think Tennessee gets the spot. Next scenario. Ohio State, TCU are the only two unbeatens. Okay. We have a one-loss Georgia who loses to the SEC champ LSU in that title game. Then you still have Tennessee with a loss, Michigan with the loss, USC at the Pac-12 champ with a loss, Clemson the Pac-12 champ or the ACC champ with a loss.
0: And, and LSU as a two-loss champ. LSU
1: is the two-loss SEC champ.
0: I have to write all this down to look at it. All right. Clearly the top two are in, Ohio State and TCU, undefeated champs. Oh, well, I keep saying conference champs mean something, don't I?
1: That SEC thing is a quagmire.
0: Yeah. Dakota says both SEC are in. Which one? Which one? There's, There's three. There's three of them both one losses or the two loss champ
1: who by the way was destroyed on their home field by one of these one of these other teams that are in this scenario
0: i'm going to find every possibility not to put usc in this thing
1: (laughs) well they're not going to get into this one i don't think you don't think so (laughs) No, you think
0: it'd be tennessee and clemson no you don't think clemson with the championship and one loss
1: well, you're forgetting who lost in the SEC title game. Georgia. One loss, Georgia. Absolutely is in. If they're undefeated going into that game, they're in. We saw it last year.
0: Yeah, that's true. So you think it would be Georgia-Tennessee? Boy, I don't know. I think in this scenario, Tennessee is less likely to get in. Because that spot that they would take would be taken by Georgia. Does that make sense? I 100% agree. Because they could say, "Well, listen, yes, Tennessee, your resume looks good, but you weren't playing for a conference title. Georgia was."
1: So who? So that's three. Who's the other one?
0: Again, I'm doing everything possible to keep USC out of this, but I don't think I can in this scenario. One loss, champ. Uh, yeah.
1: So the SEC champ doesn't get in.
0: The so, well, two losses. That's hard. That's so hard to put him in there. God, I mean, it's it's. Hard. I know it's hard to take off, take away the conference. You got to take those glasses off. You can't think about what conference they're in. So, that's, but you just have to look at resumes and trophies. It's hard for me to put a two-loss conference champ in. I don't care if it's the SEC or the Pac-12. It's hard for me to see that scenario.
1: Yeah, it's a weird, it's a huge conundrum, because what? Because if you're going to put in a two-loss LSU as the SEC champ, that means you'd have to put them in over a team that boat raced them on their home field, that has as good LSU's resume. Look out! All of a sudden, theirs is starting to get pretty amazing. Yeah. With the win over Ole Miss, with the win over Alabama, then you'd have to win over Georgia. Oof. I mean, that's starting to be uh, the equal to anybody. But those two losses, and one of them to Tennessee. Yeah. I honestly I think Georgia goes, and after that, I don't know. And maybe, maybe LSU and Tennessee cancel each other out because – LSU's the SEC champ. Tennessee beat them, so though, and, and maybe USC does sneak in there as the as the Pac-12 champ with one loss. In that scenario, that would be that's that's what that's almost the one I'm hoping for. Is to see just exactly how that plays out. Okay, I think our man, Coach Maynard, is in the house.
0: Okay, okay,
1: we're gonna we're gonna talk to him for a little bit and then after that i've got two more
0: two more scenarios i've got
1: two more scenarios and maybe try to concoct one uh, for dakota here to get all four sec teams in there <laughs> i think it'd be pretty easy to do quite honestly
0: it's a little help but i think oh baylor
1: could. beat tcu this week kansas state beat them in the big 12 title game see ya yeah you know clemson get upset by south carolina then meet north carolina in the title game see ya USC used to lose to UCLA. Now you got a two-loss Pac-12 champ. It's not that hard. Pleased to be joined now by the head coach of the Big Elks football team, uh, Mr. Zach Maynard. How are you this morning, coach? Good. How are you? Uh, We're doing well. Uh, Last week, we knew it was going to be a tough test against the Newcastle Racers. Sure enough, it was. It was one of those games I never really felt like we were going to lose. But I never was completely comfortable until the the scoreboard read you know zero zero zero. Talk about uh, you, you guys' performance and how you thought it went.
2: You know, well, we pretty much exactly the way I was. I figured it'd go. We were um, not as physical as we'd been. We were, um, you know, those two weeks there, worried about injuries, trying to get people healthy. We, we were rusty in, in, in phases of the game. Um, you know, didn't look good at times. You know, ultimately, never like you said, never felt like we weren't in control of the game. But, uh, you know, we left two left, left two touchdowns out there. Had one, had two called back. Um, just things that happen. Um, but, but we've got to get fixed.
1: Looking back at you know Cooper Patton, he's a guy that's been a big big play machine all season long. Uh, and it it was certainly the case the other night. It just it, it felt like every time he touched the ball, he had a chance to score from wherever he was on the field. Uh, but it, it also has to be blocked upright. And and it seems like you guys have got have got buy in from the guys down the field, the receivers that are able to make those plays turn you know a twenty yard gain into sixty. Uh, talk about those guys out on the edge that that their contribution to making those runs end up being really long touchdown runs.
2: Well, it's it it's a it's a You know, it's a team game, but, you know, those guys um, doing their job, excuse me, um, getting after it, just understanding that it's not about them. And I think Cooper Patton, if we brought him in here, would even tell you it's not about him because if Levy Owens isn't drawing attention and the offensive line isn't blocking and those receivers aren't blocking downfield – and Austin Jones isn't getting everybody where they're supposed to be, then none of that happens. So, um, you know, ultimately it's all of them being on the same page, doing exactly what they've been coached to do and doing it to the best of their ability. And, um, you know, uh, and Coop's a stud, don't get me wrong. He's got some wheels. And, um, you know, but but those other guys who, who, you know, Levy's always faking on the backside of those plays. And, and of course, if you're going to play us, you better stop 26. And so – it, it's it's just been great to see everybody do their job, and, and it's great football.
0: I have a group of friends we share text with, you know. Everybody has those group texts, whatever. And I sent a clip. I think it was Cooper's last touchdown run, and said, check out this run. And one of the friends who's a former coach, and he was first to say, no, no, check out the blocks. Yeah, <laughs> that run doesn't happen without that guy just, on the edge
2: sealing it off. You know, you on. I <clears> think <throat> maybe on the last one, you get our center. Thirty yards downfield, blocking the, the corner, and so, you know that those are things that make an old ball coach happy, and um, because ultimately, this time of year, people who win are the ones who play the hardest, and so um, that that's a great sign that we're playing really hard. How was practice on Monday? It was great. It was great. Rain, shine, cedar, snow, the elks will go. <laughs> <laughs> I love
1: it. Uh, hanging out with uh, Coach Zach Maynard. The
0: are big you elks. sad you missed out on the snow Friday night? And those teams or those over on the east side got some of it.
2: Oh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if we would have got it, it would have been great. It, it's it's always fun to have memories like that. You know, Monday practice, those kids will never forget that. Um, and I'll never forget that. We'll never forget what that was like and, um, and the stress that it causes. But at the same time, um, you're playing this time of year, you you're, you want to have some great memories, and obviously that's, that'll be one of them.
1: Looking ahead to Friday night, uh, Hildell making the long trip uh, that you guys basically had to make a year ago. Uh, talk about the Hornets. I know uh, the running back, Eric Virgil, is 5,000 yards for his career, 2,000 this year. Uh, what do you guys have to do to kind of harness that offense of Hildo?
2: Well, we'll have to be sound. You know, we'll have to we'll have to fit the run. We'll have to win the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, they're really good up front. You know, and if you've got a 5,000-yard rusher, obviously you've got a really good offensive line. And, um, uh, you know, everything that they do really runs through him. So we need to – you know, we'll have to stop the run. You know, he can remind you of an Emmanuel Crawford or a, a, a Malik Murphy from, from Chick. You know, he's that type of back. Um, really good football player. And But, you know, this time of year, you know, Coach Weber used to say when we played in the quarterfinals, there ain't no turkeys after Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, we're in the quarterfinals now and there, and there ain't no turkeys. So we'll have to be ready to go and play the best we can.
0: I want to go back to the last Friday. And I always look at positive. I try to be a positive guy, even though he says I always have a mean face when I walk through the door in the morning. That's not true. Um, do you look? And there's a lot of self-inflicted wounds. Do you look at that as okay? Now we know what to fix. If we don't have those problems, then we we're okay. We we and again that game Friday night was it felt like they were uh, Elk was in control, but if those mistakes wouldn't happen, it could have been the uh, more of a lopsided score. Do you take those and go okay? This is what guys, we got to work on this and get better, and and we know we can.
2: Yeah, I mean, we – you know, obviously um, that goes through our minds and and we talked about that. And and as a consensus, our entire football team just said, you know, this wasn't our best performance and it probably wasn't our best performance in six, seven weeks. Um, So we have to just fix it and get better. And I think a lot of that was knocking off the rust from the previous week, previous two weeks.
1: I know a lot of – I've gotten questions and it's something that was unacceptable on friday night but the kickoff stuff you know it was windy and there was you know trying to do so uh, what are you guys thinking as a coaching staff to try to get at least you know down the field a little bit and not having a team started at, at midfield
2: well losing garza hurt us um you know garza was was our kicker and and so we've really um you, those gl- that that weakness you don't really see until you feel like it matters but we've known it for yeah. you know two three weeks now um and we've been working on some things, you know, not having Monday and then yesterday it's still snowy being everywhere. Um, hurt us a little bit more working on it. But we, we've been working on it. Um, and, and uh, well, I won't say it on air, but yeah. we'll, we'll get it fixed, I guess. We'll, we'll get it fixed in some way, shape, or form.
1: I thought your defense, though, even even with that the short fields from the fumble and then a couple of times with those short kickoffs, I thought your defense did a fantastic job uh, in those quick change situations. Being able to get stops and get the ball back uh, with their kind of their back to the wall,
2: yeah, you know, and, and fighting adversity, and you know, obviously defense. Um, there's a couple times where I made, you know, I think the first two big plays they had on offense, I just called the wrong stunt, a bad blitz, and uh, they caught me in it. And then, uh, you know, a couple times we're not overly physical like we are used to being, and so, um, you know, they made some yards here and there, but you know, overall. They're playing hard. We're playing. We're getting after it, um, and and defensively, that's all you can really ask for. Back, go back. I'm ahead.
0: sorry. Go back. Special teams. Break down that fake punt for us. He caught on to it. Daniel caught on to it. I failed to see the personnel change out there. Was that always in your arsenal? Is that something you
2: implemented the week before? Well, that's, uh, I, Coach. That's Coach Fisher's punt team, and um, you know when, when catch usually plays that spot. When catch went down. He wanted to put Webb in there, and so. You know, we, we've we had Webb there the last couple of weeks. And, um, you know, we, Co- Coach Fisher's been working on that since since spring ball. Um, that's been in since spring ball. And he wanted to use it to drive before. Um, it was like fourth and 20. And I said, no, we're not going to use it here. It's just too far to, to get past the, the, the punt returner. And the next time I said, well, I think it was fourth and 12 or something. And I said, well, I trust you. Do what you want to do. Sure enough, it worked. So, it worked out great. but that's, That was Coach Fisher's call. Did a great job with it.
1: Yeah, there was a point there when everyone was lining up. I thought, snap it to get it out to Devon, I think, was on our sideline. Nobody had come out there. And then Newcastle noticed that, and it opened up for where Matthew ran, right by the guy that was yeah. hey, It worked out just just exactly uh, how he drew it up, I'm that's sure. That's right. All right, on Friday night, if I said, okay, Coach, What's one thing you guys have got to do to be able to uh, be practicing on Turkey Day and play in the semifinals? What is that one thing in your mind?
2: Win the line of scrimmage. Both sides of the ball, win the line of scrimmage. All right, man.
1: uh, Congratulations so far on uh, a great season. Good luck on Friday night. and uh, Like you said, uh, Turkey Day is, is a big deal, I know, for the coaches. And if you're playing, practicing on Turkey Day, it means it is a hell of a season, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to do that again next week.
2: Absolutely. Thank you.
1: Head coach Zach Maynard of the Elk City Elks, joining us here uh, for just a little bit. Fill some time, Jared. I've got to readjust this thing.
0: Oh, okay. Wow. Talk about throwing a hot potato at me. Um, What are we going to talk about next? What do you want to talk about?
1: All right, I'm going to go through some more of those scenarios. No, that's right. That's College right. football playoff scenarios. Do
0: you want to get all the SEC teams in there. So I can we're figure out a way to do that. I don't want to do
1: that. that I've got two more. (laughs) We'll see what you think. All right. Thank you to Coach Maynard uh, of the Big Elks. Exciting times around this place. If uh, The the Elks can win on Friday. We we keep on having those parallels back to 1998, but once again, it would be uh, the first time since 97-98 when the Elks played in the title game those two years in a row. Uh, A win on Friday would be the first time you see back-to-back semifinal appearances since those two years. So, uh, heady company for sure. Uh, for the Elks if they can get the win on Friday night. Once again, that ticket policy, same as last week. Go online, go fan uh, through the OSSA website. You can get your tickets that way, $7 uh, online or $10 at the gate. It's that simple. Both of Those are your two options uh, for Friday night. And, and we need to see all of you out there. I know it's going to be cold. I know. It's going to be cold. But you know what else it is? It's going to be the last time you get a chance to go to Big Elk Stadium Right. For for ten more months, yep. eleven more months, and, uh, and and to to really rally behind these guys uh, that have that have performed yep. so well all year long. You know, it's so home field advantage
0: for a reason. <clears throat> it's right. it's home field advantage for the for the home fans too. Because come on, you're at home. Bring all the blankets you can. You don't have to haul them across the state.
1: And that's the beauty. You know, of Know
0: you know exactly how to sit in your stadium, where to sit, all that stuff. So, let's pack it. There's only four home games so far in the 4A playoffs. Does that make sense? That's, and, there are only and, four left. Four left, and we're one of them. That's so, we, right. And this is it. After this one, you're right. Another ten months before you're back in Big Oak Stadium. So, let's let's pack it up. Let's get loud.
1: All right. Back to the scenarios, Jerry. Trust
0: me. Yelling warms you up.
1: Yeah. Jumping up and down, clapping your hands. Yeah. So, scenario number three. Yeah. Georgia, Ohio State, and TCU, all unbeaten conference champions.
0: Easy. Okay.
1: So that leaves Tennessee, Michigan, both one loss. USC wins the Pac-12 with a loss. Clemson wins the ACC with a loss.
0: Clemson, ACC with a loss. Uh, Da-da-da-da. So four teams for one spot. I keep going to the champ. I will say USC. I'll say USC. The thing that I didn't realize until you po- uh, pointed it out was how many Pac-12 teams are ranked right now. Yeah, it's it kind it of kind of sneaks up on you a little bit, it, doesn't it? Kind of makes you think twice about the Pac-12 in a good way. Of well, maybe it's not as bad as we thought. Whereas, like we, we would like to think,
1: and the thing the Trojans will only they've beaten Oregon State. They play UCLA this week. They've lost to Utah, but can I, I go back to being able? to, I think if you are USC, you really want to see Utah beat Oregon because that gives you a chance to avenge your only loss. I think that's a thing that 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 carries some weight in these conversations. Especially if you're looking between well, that these too. one lost champs and, and you go, okay, we lost by a point on the road at Utah, and then we turned around in a neutral field and beat them by a couple of touchdowns. Yeah. I, I think that's, that stuff matters for me, but, though. But
0: don't you want Oregon, if you're USC Oregon, to win out? I mean, win, right? Why? It wouldn't look because you could say that, well, that Utah team that. Did I say Oregon? You want Utah to yeah, win out. Yeah, yeah, me yeah. Too. That's what I meant to say. Exactly. That's why you want Oregon. To uh, or Utah. Utah to win. beat Oregon this yeah, week because yeah. it wouldn't look good. Oregon just coming off a loss, then they turn around and beat Utah, make making Utah look weak. So yeah, yeah. I
1: think you want the U. If you're USC, you want the and In that scenario, I'd still take Tennessee though. Okay. Okay. Here's another one. Georgia, Ohio State are the unbeaten's. So one lost Tennessee, one lost Michigan. One loss TCU that occurs in the Big 12 title game. One loss Clemson.
0: One loss USC. One loss. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: One loss Tennessee. Tennessee. One loss Michigan.
0: Michigan.
1: TCU loses in the Big 12 title game. Clemson, with one loss, wins the ACC. Pac 12 is out because they have a two loss champ.
0: Okay. I will go with Tennessee and Clemson.
1: As the champ. So the Big 12 isn't afforded the the same luxury as the SEC as Georgia would be going into the title game undefeated.
0: Sorry. No.
1: What if it's North Carolina?
0: A one-loss North Carolina champ.
1: As the ACC champ.
0: They're in the same tier as TCU.
1: So who? So you think North Carolina? So, so at that point, do you put Tennessee and Michigan in, mm-hmm. and those two are out? Now that's an interesting.
0: Brand means something. If we're talking basketball. Put North Carolina in there, but no, Brand means something. Okay, it does. I'm sorry. I'm going to make it, the, it's not fair. It's not. I get it.
1: I'm going to make this one it, up on it the fly. Means something. Okay. All right, let's see. Let me make this up on the fly. Georgia is undefeated.
0: Okay. Champs, obviously. Okay.
1: No, 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 no. I don't want to go there. No. LSU beats Georgia for the SEC title.
0: So you got two loss LSU champs. You got one loss one Georgia. Georgia.
1: Okay. okay. The Pac 12. Has a two-loss champ. The ACC has North Carolina as the champ. Baylor beats TCU this week, but TCU wins the Big 12. No, no, no. No, no, no. TCU loses to K-State for their only loss in the Big 12 title game. Ohio State beats Michigan, but then loses to Iowa or whoever in the Big Ten title game,
0: check that they they beat Michigan.
1: They beat Michigan, then lose. They are not the Big Ten champ. Somebody from the other side you're giving Air Bay
0: a loss. I see what you're doing. You're it's giving Air Bay a loss.
1: Everybody loses.
0: That would be called chaos. ensued That's that, where that's I'm. That's where chaos would take place.
1: Okay. So that leaves us with one loss, Tennessee. One loss, Michigan. One loss, Georgia. One loss, Ohio State. One loss, TCU. All without conference titles,
0: right? So SEC champ is a two loss LSU. That's right. Pack twelve is a two loss team. That's right. Clemson, or I'm sorry, North, North Carolina. North Carolina is a one loss one ACC. Loss ACC champ, Clemson's out. Um, conference we're leaving out. Who was the Big Twelve champ? Kansas State. Two loss, three loss, whatever they are. Okay. Yeah. So so, so
1: you've got LSU as the SEC title, title game winner. Georgia's only loss is there. Tennessee's losses to Georgia. Michigan's got the loss to Ohio State. Ohio State's got a loss to whoever in the Big Ten title game. TCU lost in the big or in the Big Ten. Yeah, you know, TCU lost in the Big Twelve title game. And North Carolina is the one-loss ACC t- okay. champion.
0: I will go in no order. The four would be LSU, Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee. So three. Yeah.
1: I just can't. I can't concoct a way that Big Ten. I can't concoct a way to get Bama there, can I? <laughs> to get all four, <laughs> without just stupid stuff happening, we
0: almost went two days in a row talking college football playoffs without Bama I'm, until you I'm just trying said it. to
1: get them there. I just don't know if there's a way to do it. Oh, the the way to do it is this: Illinois beat Michigan. Who's Ohio State play this week? Maryland. Maryland beat Ohio State, and then the winner of Michigan Ohio State lose in the Big Ten title. That's how it would have to happen. With all those other scenarios, I mean, do you really think if it came down to for Tennessee, let's say Tennessee, LSU, Georgia are already in? You've got a two lo- Michigan, Ohio State both have two losses. Neither is the Big Ten champ. North Carolina is the one loss ACC title uh, titleist. TCU loses in the Big Twelve title game. The Pac twelve has two losses. Do you really think either TCU? Or North Carolina keeps Alabama out of the playoff? Nope. And then it's all for SEC? <clears throat> all right, now let me ask you this. Scenarios be damned. If it was you in the committee and your goal was to put the four best teams in the playoff, what would those teams be?
0: Like today or We're at talking the about end of right the year?
1: Right now. Right now, if if you were voting on, if you were in that room on Monday or yesterday afternoon, before you know, here is my ballot. Here are the here's who I think are the four best teams. Who are they?
0: I can't deny undefeated seasons so far. So my answer is easy. It's that that's the four undefeated teams right now. Do I think they're the best? No, no, that's not teams. No, no. Do you think they're the best
1: four? I don't, I'm not talking about most deserving. I'm not talking about – I'm talking about who do you – if it was up to you and it was Jared Athas'
0: best four teams. Okay, yeah. Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan.
1: That's mine. It's exactly mine. In that order. I think I might – I I think – I actually think Michigan's going to beat Ohio State. I don't. It's in the shoe, right? It is in the shoe. I don't feel it. I think Michigan. I like Michigan.
0: Okay. Burrito bet.
1: But I would have those four teams. Yeah. Are we sure?
0: No. Are we sure? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Are
1: you sure you'd put Tennessee ahead of Alabama? Yes. You are?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Because we saw it on the field. Yeah, we We did. saw it on the field. I know. Just a three-point win at home. A win's a win. We saw it on the field.
1: I'm still not sure Bama's not one of the best four.
0: We saw it on the field.
1: We did see it on the field.
0: If the officiating was better, Ole Miss had a chance against Alabama. I mean, it's called a face mask. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Speaking of that. Good night.
1: Before we leave, let's look at that Western Oklahoma Realty College pick Standings. Noticed Hottie Toddy had fallen a little bit. To eighteenth tied with Coach Maynard and also the defending champion Andy Peffer. Hey, listen, fifty six and fifty three. Look at Zach. He must have missed a week. He's fifty six and forty two. Well, he's
0: had other things on his mind.
1: Fourteen games above five hundred. Good grief. He'd be right there at the top. Yep. Where are you at? Are you in the first page yet? I don't know. Let me look. Aetha, Atha. Oh dear. Oh, there you are. Oh. Just three games below five hundred.
0: Only have one goal, and that's us get above five hundred by the end of the season. Get above five hundred. Yeah.
1: Sixty five and forty four. You got Sooner fan in second. High times third. Coach Dustin T J in fourth. A game ahead of me in seventh. Jared Broadbent. Game behind me. Justin Jefferson, our man. 58 and 51. That's a very respectable record. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Tyler Harrison. West Cover Realty, people before property is their motto. All right, that's it for Wednesday. Creeping up on the second round of the high school football playoffs. We'll have more about that tomorrow. Maybe even a little Thunder talk. Almost had a big win. Thunder are fun to watch. They are.
0: Thunder U 2 telling you, they're fun.
1: All right, everybody, have a wonderful Wednesday. Enjoy the warmth. We'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening.
0: That ball is blistered.